Hey everybody, my name is Alex and you're listening to Lunchbox Radio. Now, first I want to thank everybody who has listened to my last two episodes, the first one on reading manga, which I recorded entirely in bed because I have moments of laziness and I can. And the other one on IGPX, and thank you so much for putting up with my crappy audio quality considering my cheap Amazon special of a mic is... I'm pretty sure dead, but I'm going to do something a little bit different with the next two episodes, meaning this episode and the Sunday episode that come after it, because I have an opportunity to. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to explore... I don't want... I'm going to explore the... First, in this episode, with what with the Sean Williams talking about, I'm going to explore the concept of racism. I know that seems really nebulous, but it I I, th- I think the show lends itself to it in a fairly unique way. And then with the next with the Sunday with the next Sunday episode, what I want to do is I want to talk about representation of black people in anime. Now, I usually in a normal year would actually do something very similar around representation of disabled people in anime because if you have, if you are listening to this and you have not seen me in person, you don't know that I'm physically disabled, but I am the level of physically disabled that is fully functional. Meaning, I can't use, I can only use one hand, but trust me, that does not put me on my back foot. And I'm not, like, saying that, like, I, like, God made me this way for a reason. No, he didn't. That never happens. Don't let people tell that, tell you that if you are disabled. That's bullshit. But, that puts me in a unique position to talk about dis- to talk about disability in media with a level of expertise because I've lived with it for my entire life. The, the same thing is true of representations of people of color because I am actually multiracial multiracial and that means that I am half black, half white. And then now it's not like black and white death suits split down the middle, but <laughs> That'd be funny, actually. But I, I am very uniquely seated to talk about certain things with a great deal of authority. And that brings us to our to the first episode in this two episode package, I guess, which is I want to talk about brand new animals.
Now, Netflix Gale stuff aside, because Brandon Animal was locked in Netflix Gale for a while, so I imagine there's lots of you who have already seen the show. And that being said, Netflix releases things when they want to release things. It's really annoying because it changes the way the show is perceived because you have a section of people, a not insignificant section of people, who are watching the show as it comes out through shady means on the internet. And you have another section of people, of which I'm included, who watch it, who usually binge watch it on Netflix the starting from the day it comes out. Now the reason why I wanted to why I want to do it that way instead of watching it in the in, in, in like the shady pirate sites of the internet is not because I haven't done that before. I've certainly done that before. I was a teenager. I've I've stolen some anime from the internet to watch me. But because I think it's important for the numbers to prove out that Netflix's investment in these shows is viable. And what I love, is there any reason that they shouldn't be airing things week to week? Say, like they punch you all like? No. We saw with the Ghost in the Shell that if they, if they feel pressured enough, which I suspect that's what happened there, actually. I talked about that in the Ghost in the Shell Complex 2045 episode early on in the podcast feed. But um, I suspect they felt pressured by the looming lack of content to release something pretty quickly. So Ghost in the Shell came out without, and this was also before they had, well, apparently they now have, which is a Netflix dubbing operation. And they basically, the universe forced their hand to release that subtitle. It's something they don't often do. There is some subtitles, but there's a lot of subtitles that actually on Netflix. But with anime and with certain things, with almost everything, they try and get a dub out. That's why you see all of the Netflix originals where the dubbing seems slightly off because it was probably recorded in like Portugal actually and it's a Portuguese show and they dubbed over it in English slightly badly. <laughs> but in case of Brain and Animal, I understand why they would want a full on dub for it. And I don't think it benefits from binge watching, but I think the binge watching can pressure the story in a way where you can see the big picture that it's trying to paint. Certainly quicker, but slightly easier. That makes sense. Now, the reason why I want to use this show to talk about race 
and in particular racism and affecting racism is because that's what this show is about. It's about trying to solve for the problem of racism in the world. So, I'm curious enough, it falls in concert with the Orange of Beastars, which I'm also talking about. Both Beastars and this have a which I'll get to in a But this is a studio printer of show, so it has over the continent. It's got an amazing opening, which I will definitely put in this again. It's got a kind of beautiful ending song with three different versions of it, different takes on in throughout the show, which is really excellent. But in just a quick like synopsis of the world of uh, Brandon Hanna, you're introduced to this girl who is who is running away from beast from beastman because she has become a beastman and they caught beastman Iris and they say she's still a human because in this world there are two kinds of Human original, which is just a human, the way you know that, just a human. But then there's a version of the human called Beastman. Beastman transforms into furry fantasy creatures. They transform into like animal people, and they can do that at will. And it's it caused a lot of issues in the world up until the point, up until and including the point that it encountered um, the main character. And so she's running from these hunters and she's making her way to Anna City. And the reason why she's making her way to Anna City is because she is, because the world is under the understanding that Anderson was established by and for each man. Because the issue with, so, have you ever seen, if, if, if you've ever seen the, like, latter half of the 1990s, you know what this looks like. Eventually, Magneto gets pissed off, creates a city in the sky, and just says, if you're a mutant, you get to come up here. If you're not, you don't get to. He basically gets the point where he's like, try something to kill him, and try working with them. Charles is kind of right, I can't start a World War 19 or whatever, but but what I can do is take ourselves, take the opportunity for mutants, for mutant kind to take themselves out of the competition entirely. For mutant kind to live separate from humanity. 
a number of animal studios are currently there. It is an autonomous zone established by and for people. I already said that. But it's, its goal is a place where these kinds of things can coexist with each other without the ire of And that, that's a very, in, in X-Men, because X-Men is written about racism, as brand new animal is, that creates a problem, because what they do in animal city is they don't have access to the talk internet, you can't see, you can't see or learn about the human world. Like, one or two humans are allowed in Animal City, and that's only because they're rich people who are helping to fund the Animal City. And that creates this problem. Especially in the main character, Misu, who has what they call himself Beastman Island. Which, yeah. This is the first place in the show will lose you in terms of this conversation about race. Because what they have done here is they've created a biracial character in brand new animals world. They've created a character who is human but is also beast man and can transform and is a Tanuki meaning she can transform. You also have um Nazana, who is a, who also is she comes up later in the show, and that is, and she can also transform, she's a fox, she's a white fox. But, the kind of Malcolm X-esque character of the, and, on Satan. The one thing you did a good job of in this show, and one thing, I'm going to talk about this in the Sunday episode too, but they have characters of color in this show, but they are not the focus. This show is not trying to say, okay, we're basically talking about race, and so we need to make Shiro Ogami the like main badass, a black guy. No. The person who makes a black guy is the person who they make who they make black is um the the weasel girl who helped is Marie. Who's who's a um not a weasel, she's Marie. Um who is a mink Beast man who helps Michiru to animate the beginning. What to do with Shiro though is they give him a backstory that makes you understand why he is why he as a being is not about dealing with humans. Why he as a beast man has taken it upon himself to just full on 
Nation of Islam style fruit fumed at like at ten foot pole legs. I'm, I'm not kidding. There, there's one character who they say is human. Who is there's one human character in the get in the in most of the show who Ogami just does like I'm not gonna shake your hand, I'm not gonna talk to you, the only reason I'm in the same room with you is because the mayor asked me to do. That's the only reason I'm here. And if you know anything about the Black Panther Party or about Malcolm X, specifically Malcolm X, the idea of of the, the white man and about and the way Malcolm X Treated interacting with white people because he had grown up in a world where he was treated as less than as other than where he had been persecuted because of the color of his skin. And that's a pretty spot on thing. And like I said, they do a good job of not putting that on their shoulders of the supporting character of color in this show. But what it leads into with Mitchell is leads into he doesn't know what to do with Mitchell as Mitchell's existence because she is Bond's purpose a beast man. But she's also still human. And by the end of this, and the, this show managed to capture something about being biracial that is very, that is unique to being biracial and not black or white or Irish or whatever. And that is, people decide on, on what race you are based on whoever's in the group. So, for example, I'll give you a perfect example. To black people, I am black. To white people, I'm just not necessarily white. Or Italian. <laughs> but until I tell, until I choose to tell a person that I'm white, I'm basically a deeper child. Is the way I always think about it? I have to, like, explicitly, verbally control what I'm perceived as. Because me walking into any given situation, that is decided for me. Regardless of how I hold myself or what I do, that is decided for me. And it's a really... It's an odd thing to understand going through the world as a biracial person, because, especially now, because I grew, I grew up with a, I grew up being raised by a single mother who was white, which still gave me to talk about the topic. And if you're listening to it and you're white, you're like, what is he talking about? If you know any, if you know any black people you're close to, ask them. Seriously. It's, it's a thing that 
all black children have a talk about how to deal with the police with their parents. And I got that too, because when I was a kid I had a massive afro and I got stopped for much. I got stopped way more than a middle schooler should have. <laughs> Real bad. But my point is that that aspect of existing as a mixed breed person, like half uh, as a half as a mixed race person in the world, is demonstrated really well in YouTube. It's also demonstrated really well in Nazana, and Nazana decides to be basically decides that she's going to be a beast man for a period of time and she's just going to have it turned up because that's a plot point in the show then if that one of the characters comes up with a way to turn off beast man DNA and now the nurse decides that she's going to do it but first she's going to be the savior to beast man kind and that That just a, that's a real thing that happens. Like, there are real white liberals who want to be the savior to black people and the savior to a different race of people. Only they, you know, go home to nice apartments at the end of the day. And I'm not saying that, like, that stuff can't, people like that can't help. But I'm saying that there's a difference between that and choosing to be the like in-between thing, the thing that like exists between both sides that demonstrates a link between both sides. Which is what Nietzsche decided to do. And the other thing is what Nevada decided to do. And so let's go back to Ogami. Ogami is like the Malcolm X X figure in this world. Only the problem. This show wants to have a conversation about race, but it is losing itself in the metaphor that's used to have that conversation. And in much the same way that we started, lost itself in the same way these guys want to have a conversation about race with carnivores and herbivores. This show wants to pose animal people one way and humans are another way. That's a truth that show demonstrates. Which bottom line is, is that a human can't turn into a bold person and kill you. And then it gets really messy by the end of the show because what it starts to say is, and every character acknowledges it, and uh, it just doesn't, doesn't sit well. <laughs> it starts to say that these men can go out of control because they're more emotionally prone to violence 
and we've triggered the syndrome in them that makes them violent. So we have to keep them calm in order to save them. And it just, that word, which is, like, I was in the show the entire time, and I took the opportunity to tell those two things that are really, really graphic and beautiful. Watch the whole show on my home theater set up. You want to know how to make your own home theater? The episode, the very first episode of um, the Sunday, of Sunday edition show, which comes out every Sunday and it's entertaining the podcast feed, will take you through the possibility of setting up your own home theater in your own home to watch whatever you want. But I always knew I watched the show like this. Especially right now, as we're having massive demonstrations still and a huge conversation about police brutality towards black people, of course. I am at least half black, which means I am perceived as black. That turns into that this so it's playing with more weight than I think it might have thought it would be when they started making it. And to add the black people, the, the, the way that you want to evaluate the show, the way that you should evaluate the show, again, is about race relations. Not just about animal people, it's about race relations. It has the like, equivalent of an, of an original racism film in the show. And the way that the best way to evaluate whether or not the show is doing a good job of handling that subject matter is to take out beef marathon, the, the term beef marathon, and dub it in with anything. Black people, Asian people, Jewish people, whatever. Dub it in with anything and see if the whole show still works. See if the whole like plotline through line still work. Where it started to fall apart for me was when they started talking about like, oh yeah, I know that you know these men are overly emotional and once they get emotional they can lash out and that's and that's not their fault. It's just the way they're wired. Attempts to do away with the idea that, like, the thing that makes these people emotionally perfectly is the problem, not that they get emotional at all. And that really, it just doesn't, it makes the, it makes the whole concept that they're working with as a show less um, 
less hope because they, they get into the pseudoscience stuff of, about race that really does exist. For, for example, for a long time, I'm sure there are still some doctors in the south in the middle of fucking nowhere who believe that black people are biologically different from white people and they should be treated differently in terms of medical care. That is worship. There are some predispositions that black people have, like heart disease, stuff like that. But they should receive the same treatment for those diseases and those things as white people do. Not just written like, not just told, well, you should really watch your sugar. No. If they are in a danger zone, you should give them medication, just like you would a white guy. And this show, it gets so into acceptance of the, the pseudoscience of how to deal with the rowdy people of color, because that's what ends, that's what, um, what's it called, these men kind of standing for, basically, that it wants, it wants to have it on the first wave. And that makes, that makes this like, that makes it a really weird finale to watch. And then they add in, they add in the, one of the, the, the only human character isn't human, he's like a beastman god or something. And it, it just, he, he considers himself the master race. And like, I'm like, that doesn't, this doesn't work out well. This doesn't make fucking sense at all. And it just, it, it makes sense in terms of story beat and continuity line, and they foreshadow it fairly heavily, but it doesn't, it just doesn't feel right. It feels, I'm going to talk about this in the Sunday show too, there'll be some new people in the show that I think but Japan has issues with talking about race because it is such a homogenous country. And that part of the reason for that is that it's closed, part of the reason for that is because every every place is a homogenous country when you come from America by definition, an inclusive country, I don't care what you think. This country is made of immigrants unless you are Native American. And I mean 100% Native American. Not half Native American, not 15% if you get your own casino Native American. I mean entirely Native American. I mean you come back and you are 100% Native fucking American. And you are then you are originally from this country. Otherwise, fuck off. If you believe that, like, 
oh, I, I was born here. That means that, you know, you were just born on the right continent, at the right time. You could have been born 100 years ago, and you'd be born in, like, a totally different continent. You'd be defined as not an American citizen. But if you immigrate here and you file all the paperwork, you get to be American. End of story. Can't tell. I'll open the fucking door. God damn. Um. But these these scenes. I think what I would. What I think. I think what they got right about kind of conversation they want to have about in this show is the characters. The characters are demonstrations of how, how people in a very real way interact with racism when it's in front of them. How people interact with racism in relation to themselves, in relation to the world, in relation of themselves to the rest of the world. And the super interesting part is, at the end of the whole, of the first season, I like to the second season because it's the Netflix show, and that, that's how they do it. Mutual chooses to continue doing violation, basically. She makes that choice. She decides that the, like, in-between place is where she belong, where she wants to be. And that's a very real choice that people make. I have I have made it. I have decided that I am biracial. I am not half I'm not half white or half black. I am biracial. That means that I am both half white and half black at once. And that's a very real like a that before, that's a very real decision that people make. But each person chooses that to make that decision on their own. And there's no there's no right or wrong way to make that decision. Ogami is once again a Malcolm X esque character without the Black Panther Party behind him. Another equivalent of the Black Panther Party behind him. And he has chosen, for good reason, to distrust humans. But by the end of the show, because the cognitive dissonance of trusting mutually has shown him that like, humans aren't bad. They can be bad can be shitty, they are not all bad. And he learns that at the end, Anima City is going to open, spoiler alert by the way, Anima City will open the borders to whoever wants to live there. And they want to create a kind of melting pot, so to speak. And if you're looking for a demonstration of what, like the, 
the Wakanda esque city in America could look like. If you've ever been to Atlanta, Atlanta is it's not just an Eddie Murphy joke to knock it out from like two seasons ago. But Atlanta really is Atlanta is what they call a majority minority city, which means that the majority of people living in Atlanta, living in Atlanta, Georgia, are black. And so that functionally means that it is a place of black-owned businesses, black targeted businesses. And, and this is one of like amazing, awesome things I learned about land. You, you, can walk, you can walk around in the daytime, you can see black excellence and black wealth in a way that you don't see in most other, in really any other major American city on the same scale. You see people rolling up in super high-end cars, wearing real high-end clothes, not like knock-off Gucci tracksuits. Although there are those too. And thinking about it now, feels like the way that animal cities feel as a presence in the show. Atlanta feels like a city that is for black people first. And yet, and yet there are certain white people live in Atlanta. And I, I wonder if in the second season of Brand New Animal, when we, whenever we get it, I know it was delayed for a while. Um, we might get an animal city that looks like Atlanta and has similar problems, similar problems, similar societal problems around what what we're dealing with right now. And I don't. I don't think that the show has always been built, so to speak, to be a show that can support the weight of their problems. Right? I think that in order for the like for the for the show to have the real conversation that it wants to have, that I think it wants to I think it needs to back away from the over-emotional, if not their fault, they, it's in their DNA mindset thing they had at the end there, and move towards a, no, this is why they're like this. This is what causes people In the same way that people should not be angry at the people who are rioting, but they should be angry at the circumstances that cause people to feel like they needed to riot. This show needs to get to the point where it is not talking about the over-emotional beast man. It's talking about the circumstances that have made them emotional. That have scarred them to make them like hair trigger 
fucking anyway. And then I think the show can have the conversation that it wants to have about race, and with all the characters that it has, I think it could have a really good one. And I, don't get me wrong, I had a blast watching this show. I really did. It's a fun show, it's got amazing animation, and it's got... The music is amazing. And like I said before, the, the way the individual characters deal with race, and the way that they have they, their feelings about their race and about the race of others affect their behavior throughout the show make them make them really big characters. But the whole story, the story that they're in, isn't using them to their best capability because it's going from very pseudoscience bullshit angle on some on some level. And I couldn't talk about this show and what it wants to talk about right now, especially right now. And you're you one of the back half of the show where they have that all that super science laid out in front of you and like, this is true. Because like I said earlier on in the episode, the way that you make sure a allegory for race works. If you swap something, if you swap out the proper pronoun, pronoun for a race, you can even do it with white people. You can even do it with white people. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't work, if it doesn't sound work, if it's not sound logic, you can't. If it feels uncomfortable for you to say that stuff, once you get rid of can replace it with African American or people of color, then it's not it's just not it, it's not one hundred percent. And I understand that you know, Japan has its own issue with race, it always has, and it, it because it's such an homogenous society, we don't have it's not, it's not like you see a lot of black people in Japan. It's not like you have that, it's not like that's an everyday world of people. But it, it should still factor in, and some, re, some more research could have been done. So, you know, at the end of the show, you're not hitting the thing that like people were fucking saying in the 50s and people were saying in the 20s and all this other shit. Instead, but instead you're hitting a you're getting at the real issue. You're getting at it's not that they become emotional. It's that the shit you're doing to them is giving them no other choice. 
It's not that, that and, and that is your fault, the perpetrator, not their fault, the victim, the perpetrator. I don't want to say victim, that's not the right word, I don't think. But, I, I just, it was an interesting show, and if you haven't seen it, definitely go and watch it with all, all 12 episodes of the first season are out on Netflix right now. You hit play, watch them all the way through. Highly recommend, if you can, not skipping the ending, because the ending is a real, is a real chill vibe, great kaleidoscope animation, it's amazing music, you can hear that couple minutes, and the opening is, the opening great, and the other great thing about both of those songs, about the whole soundtrack, it's available for streaming wherever you get your music, which is great, including Apple Music, which is fucking phenomenal, honestly, but if you like this show, and you want to subscribe and you hear it every Thursday and Sunday, then you can subscribe to it in whatever you need to listen to me right now. But until Sunday, when I will be doing an episode on representations of black people in anime, I have been Alex, and you can listen to my talk radio, and I'll talk to you on Sunday.